Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. So, I, what's up? This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. It's Whatever You Want Wednesday, which is very exciting. It's one of our favorite days of the week because we never actually plan. And it's also, it's weird because I haven't been planning anything, but I almost, I barely got in here on time, so I don't know what I was doing. Uh, but we hope, we have a lot of people streaming already on Facebook, on Twitter, um, on Periscope, they call it, but it's basically just Twitter. YouTube, we stream live on YouTube every day. And Twitch, one of our favorite platforms, it's a gaming platform. So, you know, if you're a gamer... That's where you know all about it. We don't really play games around here, though. We, what we do on Thursday and Friday, we do a couple of games. Uh, but today we're just, you know, today it's it, today it's all talk and it's all whatever you want to talk about because we take today and we and we specialize in doing nothing so that you can do all all of it. If you have something you want to talk about, if there's something that's concerning you, if you have a, a, a funny story, or if there's something you you heard that maybe you just can't believe, or maybe you heard something you don't understand. Then you can call us up today and today only and and talk about whatever it is that you want. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Or if you're too lazy to dial 10 digits, just hit uh, star 10. What is it? Star? Star, star. Star, star 1045. Star, star 1045. Because there are is, two stars on this show. That's good. Huh? Wait a minute there. Who's the other one? That's me. And oh, that's you. Oh, I got it. All right. Star, star. I remember now. That makes, okay, more, that makes more sense. Star, star, 1045. And, of course, as always, you can leave us an open mic message. An open mic message, that's in our uh, in our mobile app. What happens is you can download it at one of, at uh, the App Store, Google Play, iTunes, and then you just record a, like, a, I think it's up to 30 seconds. We ask you to keep them short, but it's up to 30 seconds. You can record a message, high-quality audio, send it right here to the studio. We put it right on the air. And it's great because we can't interrupt you. We play it. You get to say whatever you want, and then we get to respond. And then on the flip side, you can't interrupt us either, <laughs> which is why that's the secret to why we love it uh, so much. All right, so speaking of speaking of interruptions, before we get to your phone calls, I do want to take a minute to remind everybody. This is like your daily reminder that Joe Biden is the worst candidate to ever run for president of the United States. And luckily, he's running as a Democrat. If he were running for a Republican, well, this country would be in, in, in huge amounts of trouble. But he's running as a Democrat. And again, after this after this long, drawn-out primary, which they really, I mean, they cut short. They could have continued to have Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and whomever else, Pete Buttigieg. They could all still be running for president, but they decided the Democrats got together in the in the back room with the cigars and the and the whiskey and all the money flying around and there's probably strippers and they basically figured out that Joe Biden was going to be their guy. Joe Biden is the savior of the Democratic Party. Not Hillary Clinton couldn't get it done. So now we go to Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the one. He will bring down Donald Trump. Only problem is Joe Biden is like a thousand years old. Mentally, he's 2,000 years old. He doesn't leave his house. He sits in a, his basement with his books, doesn't go campaigning, doesn't have any events. And every time they pull him out to do an interview, he says dumb, ridiculous things. He mumbles, he stumbles, he contradicts himself. And, oh, yeah, now we have a sex scandal with Tara Reid from 1993 that we have to deal with. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is out there every single day making America great again. It's a very difficult situation for the Democrats. But yesterday they put him out again on Good Morning America. And they 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 I guess they figured George Stephanopoulos, having been Clinton's uh, former uh, chief of staff, White House chief of staff, was going to be, you know, was going to be a friendly person to talk to. Wasn't going to ask too many difficult questions, was going to get let Joe just kind of saunter through. The problem is Joe Biden is not good at speaking or thinking. And when you're live on television, you have to do both. And one of the biggest problems was not just what Joe Biden said, but how he continues to contradict himself 
in the same interview. Let me give you an idea what he meant, what what we mean here. The first question George Stephanopoulos asked was something along the lines of, uh, you know, how's the how would you deal with the coronavirus crisis differently than Donald Trump if you were the president? And here is what Joe Biden said. I would tell the governors to listen to Dr. Fauci, listen to the scientists. All right, that's the first big red flag for me. Listen, I would tell the governors, listen to Dr. Fauci, listen to the scientists. This is liberal 101. This is, this is Green New Deal. When it comes to the Democratic Party, you don't listen to economists, you don't listen to politicians, you don't listen to policy experts, you don't listen to historians, philosophy buffs, any, you don't even listen to the governors. And you definitely don't listen to the people. When you're a Democrat and when you're a liberal, what you do is you listen to the scientists and, and think about think about the Green New Deal. Think about what, everything that they do with well, I think about everything that they do with um, you know climate change and and the and the the glaciers melting and the you know having to use metal straws because turtles get the plastic ones caught in their nose. Everything they do is based on listening to some doctor instead of the people that this is not a uh this is the, if you go back to um if you go back in history and you read all the documents that that joe biden forgets you realize that this is a government of the people by the people and for the people it is not of the people by the doctors and for the people it, that's that's nowhere there's nothing about medicine or science anywhere in the constitution it's the people who create the laws and the or the people who choose the lawmakers who create the laws. That's what it's all about. But Biden doesn't care. So the next question was about uh, it was about testing. And I want you to pay attention to this. This question reminds me a lot about Obamacare. Do you remember when Obama said, if you like your doctor and you like your health care plan, you can keep it? Listen to this. In your Washington Post op-ed yesterday, you accused the president of lying about that when he said anyone who wants a test can get a test. He repeated that at the press conference yesterday. The, the truth is the truth, George. Anyone can't get a test around the country. The truth is the truth. Anyone can't get a test. It reminds me a lot of if you like your doctor, you can keep it. That wasn't true. If you liked your doctor and you signed up for Obamacare, you couldn't keep your doctor because your doctor didn't accept Obamacare because it was horrible. Or you had to go to some other doctor. And the fact that he's saying anyone in the country can't get a test, that's untrue as well. Everybody can get. I was just talking to a friend of mine earlier today saying, why are we still having the auto industry make ventilators? Do you know the auto industry is going to need a bailout? Why? Because the, the uh, governors and the president got together and said, you guys need to make ventilators. Well, I feel like we have enough ventilators. There's a there's a, a surplus of them in New York, which is which is ground zero for the coronavirus. They're looking for places to ship them. If you if you want a test, you can get a test. If you need a ventilator, you can get a ventilator. What we need is all these companies that have abandoned their product, uh, you know, to get back to work so that the auto industries in Michigan don't go out of business and need a bailout again. Make these, you know, make cars again. Because when, in the long and the short of it, it feels like our medical system is pretty well. They've got all the Lysol wipes. They've got all the hand sanitizer. They've got all the Clorox. They've got everything that they need. And so anyway, the next question George Stephanopoulos brings up to Joe Biden is about Michael Flynn. This is interesting, too, because Michael Flynn was found to be not guilty Michael Flynn was also found to be the target of an attack that was orchestrated by the highest levels of the Obama administration, meaning Obama, Biden, the Secretary of State uh, Clinton, everybody who was involved in this kind of thing. They knew what was going on from the top down, and they used the FBI to to not investigate, but to basically trap and and accuse Michael Flynn of something he didn't do and target him as part of the Trump administration. This is a huge this is a high crime. You know, this is basically treason at the highest level. And this is the this is the misuse of power. You can't use the FBI to target your political enemies. And of course, George Stephanopoulos asks Joe Biden about this. What did you know? What did you know, Joe? And he answers with a Either a lie or he just forgot again that he was there. But here's what he said. I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn, number one. Number two, this is all about diversion. This is a game this guy plays all the time. The country is in crisis. We're in an economic crisis, a health crisis. We're in real trouble. He should stop trying to always divert attention from the real concerns of the American people. Okay. Listen to what he said. We're in the middle of a crisis, an economic crisis, a health crisis. We've got real problems in this country that the American people want him to deal with. And he is focusing on this ridiculousness. It's a diversion. Think about what we've been doing for the last two years. 
Think it, flip it around. Donald Trump has been trying to do what? Build a wall, focus on immigration, focus on trade deals, make America great again, get tax cuts, uh, boost the economy, keep us safe from our enemies, rebuild the military. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. And what have the Democrats been doing? What have Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and Chuck Schumer, what have they all been doing? Diversion tactics. Diversion. Mueller investigations. Whistleblowers from the Ukraine. Friggin' impeachment. Articles of impeachment. A Senate impeachment removal trial of the president. Diversion for two years while the president was trying to work. Now Joe Biden tries to flip it around and say the president is diverting from the problems. The president has been trying to fix the problems for two and a half years. In fact, the biggest problem right now is Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. 855-765-1045. There are a couple more clips here. There's, there's a couple things that Joe Biden says which can't be ignored. Because this guy, first of all, is one of the biggest hypocrites to run for office ever. The, to the point where in the same interview, in the same interview, he will contradict himself within seconds. And this is something that the American people, uh, you guys, you guys, India, I couldn't even believe it when I heard it. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of this coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. so knowledgeable, Mark K. How did you get so darn smart? Uh, Google. That's about it. Go Wikipedia. You know, between those two. Hey, listen, if you've got Google and some fast fingers, you too could have uh, an award-winning radio program. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. And before you give me that look, yes, I do have an award. I uh, I just took it home, so it's not. I can't show it to you. What was the category? Uh, the category was Best Local Radio Host. Uh, do you remember the Bold City Best oh, Award? Wow. I brought in the plaque. I, I do recall that. I now. think I, I don't remember seeing a, a plaque though. Well, there's a plaque. I oh, brought there was it. A plaque. What are you talking about? I literally I carried it around with me for days. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, finally, my I remember said, you kept stop. trying to get into the building with it. Yeah, 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 yeah no, I was work for the uh, the security wall. <laughs> I walked around. I would go to Starbucks. I'd be like, guess yeah. what? Guess what? I'm the uh, best uh, radio host in town. They said, what's the name? The award winning host. Yeah, that's me. Then when they say, uh, yeah, what's your name on coffee? I go Mark K, award winning host. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. But we do appreciate that. That's very nice. Uh, I appreciate it. All right, so back to Biden, Joe Biden is the worst candidate ever to run for president. And yesterday on Good Morning America, he was interviewed by George Stephanopoulos, who you think, again, would be a friend to him and would not try to trap him in a lie. But I guess George Stephanopoulos is a Clinton guy, not a Biden guy. He's not an Obama guy. I mean, if you think about it, Barack Obama and the Clintons, they're not friends. They don't get along. Hillary Clinton, she was cheated out of her rightful role of the presidency eight years earlier by Barack Obama. And then eight years later, after she had to suffer through being a measly senator from New York and a miserable uh, secretary of state, then she finally got another opportunity to be president. But by then, you know, Obama had destroyed it for any Democrat. Really, nobody could have won in 2016. Well, um, now George Stephanopoulos is interviewing Joe Biden, who is the great white hope of the Democratic Party, although the guy is ancient. His mind is is slowly, it seems like, just falling apart inside. He can't talk, and he continues to contradict himself. Plus, plus he's corrupt as hell. Let's not forget that. So George Stephanopoulos, I guess, was to, uh, supposed to throw him softballs, but didn't. And one of the things he asked him about was Michael Flynn and, and the investigation to dismantle and to tear down Michael Flynn illegally by using the FBI and, uh, and setting this perjury trap for him. Here's what George Stephanopoulos asked, and here's what Joe Biden said. I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn, number one. Number two, this is all about diversion. Okay, number one, he's lying. Listen, listen again to what he said. I know nothing about... In fact, you know what? I'm, let me play it for you here. I'm going to play it with the question. Here is the question and the answer together. Did you know about those moves to investigate uh, Michael Flynn, and was there anything improper done? 
I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn. Number okay, he said, did you know about the moves to investigate Michael Flynn? And listen to what Joe Biden said. He said, I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn. Number I knew nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn. Investigate being the key word. Later on in the same interview, like two, like two, 20, 30 seconds later, George Stephanopoulos says, this, I'm sorry, you said you didn't know about that because we know that you did. Listen carefully. I do want to press that. You say you didn't know anything about it, but you were reported to be at a January 5th, 2017 meeting where you and the president were briefed on the FBI's plan to question. Michael, Michael Flynn over those uh, conversations he had with the uh, Russian ambassador Kislyak. Now, I thought you asked me whether or not I had anything to do with him being prosecuted. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I do I, want to press that. I thought you I'm sorry. I misunderstood what you were saying because my mind doesn't work at full capacity. I thought you asked me if I had anything to do with him being prosecuted. But just seconds earlier, Joe Biden actually said, I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn. Number to investigate. He didn't say anything about prosecuting until he got until he got shown on national television by a so-called Democratic cohort that he was lying about the thing. He knew about the investigation. Clearly, he did. He admits it later on. And guess what? The investigation is what led to the prosecution. So either Joe Biden, again, doesn't remember, can't figure out what the right word is, or is lying flat out about a high crime, a treasonous activity that was perpetrated at the highest levels of the government. If it's any of those three, he should be immediately disqualified from being president. That's not even the worst thing he did. 855-765-1045. I got to take another quick break. It is whatever you want Wednesday. After traffic, weather, news, I got I got two more Biden clips, and then it's all y'all. Everybody call in. We're going to get to your phone calls here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. And today is whatever you want Wednesday. Whatever you want to talk about. It's it's what you want. I want chicken. I want liver. Meow mix. Meow mix. Please deliver. All right. Well, call Uber uh, Eats or uh, Instacart. Maybe they can help you out. 855-765-1045. Can you imagine if you got like order the Big Mac and Meow Mix brings it up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 855-765-1045. A couple more Biden clips and then we'll get to the phones here. Uh, Joe Biden talking to George Stephanopoulos, and it, it, here's the other thing. It, here are two of the big. Here are two of the big red flags. The first was the the lie he made about not knowing uh, what was going on with Michael Flynn. Now, whether he didn't know it and he lied about it, whether he did know it and he lied about. Wait a minute. Whether he did know it and he lied about it, whether he just forgot about it, uh, we already know that he knew from the get go what was going to go on back in January of uh, of 2017. The other thing that he asked was this Dr. Fauci thing, which think about. Listen to what listen to what Joe Biden, listen to the argument he's trying to make when when George Stephanopoulos says, what would you tell the governors who want to reopen too soon? He's saying, look, Donald Trump is 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 heralding the reopening of the economy. He's saying it's time to open America back up again. He's praising governors like Ron DeSantis here in Florida who are doing it. What would you tell the governors? Here's if you were president. Here's what Joe Biden said. I would tell the governors to listen to Dr. Fauci. Listen to the scientists. Listen to Dr. Fauci. Listen to the scientists. That's what Joe Biden, if Joe Biden were president right now, he would listen to Dr. Fauci, listen to the scientists. Now, once again, scientists should not be running the country. Scientists should be advising on science and health. But science and health is not the only thing going on in America. There's also the economy. There's also uh, trade. There's also, you know, uh, you know, poverty. There's all kinds of things. And the second um, the second part of this is just minutes later in the interview, they asked him about Donald Trump's response and why it was so bad. Listen to what Joe Biden said there. We don't have coronavirus because of him, but we have the devastating impact of it because of his lack of a policy. His lack of a policy. What is his lack of a policy? You know what he's been doing? You know what he's been doing since this thing began? He's been listening to Dr. Fauci. Donald Trump closed the uh, the border to China. Then when Dr. Fauci said we need to mitigate this, we need to go in and we need to flatten the curve, take people out of school, shut down the government, shut down economies, social distancing, six feet apart. Donald Trump jumped on board. 
And when Dr. Fauci said we should probably wear masks, Donald Trump was like, everybody wear masks. Every single day, he put Dr. Fauci on the podium for hours, for hours answering questions about it. So at first, Joe Biden saying, I would tell the governors to listen to Dr. Fauci, listen to the scientists. And then you have Donald Trump, who's been doing that. And Joe Biden accuses him of having a lack of policy. We don't have coronavirus because of him, but we have the devastating impact of it because of his lack of a policy. We have this devastating impact, which what devastating impact do we have that's not economical? We knew going into it that the coronavirus, which he admits is not Donald Trump's fault, we knew going into it it had the potential to kill two and a half million Americans. Two and a half million Americans. And now we have 80,000 deaths. That doesn't seem like devastation. That seems to me like successful mitigation because Donald Trump did the thing you told, uh, you just told George Stephanopoulos you would tell the governors to do. Listen to the doctors. Listen to the scientists. The real devastation now is with the economy. The real devastation now is with the economy. And Donald Trump is looking to open the economy back up. And Donald Trump is looking to make sure that Americans get their jobs back and their money back and make sure that they get their livelihoods back. And he's looking to do it quickly because he doesn't want businesses going under for good. He doesn't want people uh, having to be on, on, on subsidized, uh, you know, uh, on welfare or workfare or keep getting these, these ridiculous stimulus checks over and over and over again because they can't find jobs. That's not the America that he wants. And that's not what he should be doing as president. He listened to the doctors. He listened to the scientists. Now it's time to start listening to the American people. And then finally, George Stephanopoulos said, hey, uh, what about this Tara Reid thing? I, you know, I need to ask you about it. It's still out there. It's still an allegation. Can you answer Tara Reid and what she says happened to her because of you back in 1993? So what do you say to Americans who believe Tara Reid and won't vote for you because of it? Well, that's their right. Look, here, look, I think women should be believed. They should have an opportunity to have their case and state it just forthrightly what their case is. Then it's the responsibility of responsible journalists like you and everyone else to go out and investigate those. At the end of the day, the truth is the truth. That's what should prevail. And the truth is this never happened. Let me translate that. Every woman should be believed except this one because she lying. That's what he's trying to say. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-104. Right, I talked enough. Now it's your turn. Butch in Jacksonville. Hey, Butch, how you doing? Happy whatever you want Wednesday. Okay, Mark, how about it? Yeah, what I wanted to say is, uh, is uh, whatever, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, hang on, hang on one second. We'll get, we'll get back to you in just a minute, uh, Mr. Vice President. 855-765-1045 uh, is the number. This is Mike in Michigan. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Oh, doing great, man. What did you want to say, Mike? I was wondering, wondering, like the California push for that, you know, mail-in vote. Um, I'm not understanding how they can possibly cheat on that. Could you explain that? How they can cheat on mail-in voting? Yeah, how are they cheating? How does that work? Oh, it, dude, it's, I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to cheat with mail-in voting. There's a couple different ways that you can cheat. First of all, uh, when you, when you actually vote or when you vote in person, what happens is you go in, you show your ID, they give you one ballot, you go fill it out, you put it in a locked machine, and you leave. You never let go of that ballot from the time that you get it, fill it out, to the time that you actually submit it into the, into the little, you know, photocopier looking thing, and you get your sticker that says, I voted. When you have a mail-in ballot, here's the big problem. You get it in the mail. You fill it out, you put it in an envelope, you put it in the mail. Now, a couple things could happen. First of all, it could get lost in the mail. Somebody could go in and take it out of the mail. Somebody could go in, tamper with it, change your vote, and take it in uh, on your behalf. Somebody at your household could alter your idea of who to vote for. Somebody in your household could, household could get that ballot, fill it out without you even knowing it, and send it in and vote on your behalf for someone that you don't want to vote for. Then the other problem with mail-in ballots is it goes hand-in-hand hand with ballot collection. There are, there are super generous volunteers, college kids, and Democratic operatives who are just – they're ready, willing, and able to go to your house and collect your mail-in vote so you can save a stamp. You don't even need – you don't even need to take it to the post box. 
All you have to do is fill it out. Some Democrat will come to your house, grab it from you, and they, guess what, will deliver it securely to be counted. Or will they? Or will they, suspecting that you live in a nice house, in a Democratic neighborhood? Maybe you have a Trump sticker on your car. Maybe you have a Trump sign in your yard. Maybe they just check the voter rolls and they know that you're a registered Republican. Maybe they'll take that vote and shred it or put it in a dumpster. Or leave it in the trunk of their car till after Election Day. There are so many problems. The farther apart you are, your, the farther apart your vote or the farther your vote has to travel from your hands to the place where it's counted, the more opportunity there is for people to tamper with it. And the fact of the matter is that voting is not necessarily your right. It is your responsibility. If you want to say in the government, if you want to choose your elected representatives, if you want to make sure that your voice is counted, then get up, go to your polling place once every four years, stand in line for a couple of minutes and cast your ballot, get your sticker and know that you did your duty. We have no obligation to make voting as easy as possible. And in fact, we have an obligation to protect the Electoral College. We have an obligation to protect the election system here in the United States. It should be harder to vote than it is. That's why you need voter ID laws, because guess what? People who shouldn't be voting are voting. And that's a fact. And every time you say, look, we need to make sure that the sanctity of our elections are not being are not being uh, are not being um, under, you know, are not being attacked. We need to make sure that there aren't people manipulating our elections for their own political for their own political needs and desires. And every time uh, the Republicans or anybody brings forth any kind of any kind of legislation or any kind of system to protect the sanctity of elections, they basically say Republicans are trying to steal your votes. They're trying to steal. They're requiring you to prove you're an American citizen before you vote for the president of the United States. That They're trying to steal your vote. 855-765-1045. If it were up to me, if it were up to me, every one of us for every four years would take uh, a pilgrimage to Washington, D.C., and we would fill out our ballots and we would stick them in one huge box. And then we would all stick our fingers in the ink like they did in Iraq so that we knew that person voted. And you were and you were basically branded with purple ink on your finger for weeks to come. That way, there would be no duplicate voting, no voter voter fraud, nothing at all to uh, to manipulate the electoral process. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. 1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. Quick break, more of your calls coming up next. It's Whatever You Want Wednesday on 104.5 WOKV. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Mark K Show and the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. The Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, Star Star 1045 is our number or 855-765-1045 if you, uh, if you want to uh, get in touch with us because today is whatever you want Wednesday. And whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about. You can send us an open mic message, too. Well, hey, guys. I just want to say thank the Lord that the barbershops are open, Steve, because uh, the cousin it look, well, it just ain't working for me. See, I don't know. I don't know what you people, all you people with hair. Hashtag hair people problems. Uh, 855-765-1045. Susie in Middleburg. Hi, Susie. How are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you doing today? Doing great, Susie. What do you want to tell us? It's Trump Day. Yay. We'll talk to you next week, Susie. Thanks so much for that. 855-765-1045. This is Rodney in Jacksonville. Hi, Rodney. How are you? Uh, hello. Hey, Rodney. What's up, man? How are you doing? Yeah, I was just wondering. Um, I got my my stimulus check. I still have not received it. And okay. on the on the page on the page on the government page, it says that they have my bank account number. They have all my information that I've been approved for and all. But it's been like for three weeks, never been updated. And it just says it'll give it the date when it'll arrive. But I ain't. I mean, it ain't been updated in three weeks. All right. So they have all your they have yeah. all your direct deposit information. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they it says it on the page too. Okay. All right. Well, then I mean, uh, the only thing I can tell you there is, is uh, you know, I guess be patient. Look, if, if you you and so you know you qualify. You know you had your tax return. You know that you qualify with the income limit and and all that stuff. 
Yeah. Now it says you've been approved. That's what it says. It says you have been approved for the um, stimulus check. Yeah. Um, we will update this page with a date that we will deposit in the bank account ending in, you know. Right, right, right. I got uh, it, yeah. Right, bank account and all that. But it's been like that for literally three weeks. Yeah. Literally. Well, Rodney, listen, man, I, I, I know that sucks, and I know you want that money, but all I can tell you is – that you're sending you're sending checks out to like you know 300 million people and and uh, and it may take a little while. Uh, but look, here, here's the thing: you may be getting a second stimulus check at the same time <laughs> because they're they're looking to send out even more money. My mother yesterday, because you know my mother, uh, I, I go get her groceries every couple of weeks because she doesn't want to go out. She's she's older, she's more mature, so she, you know she's high risk and she um and, you know a little paranoid too. So I go out and I get her groceries and yesterday she's like, "Can you go get my mail? I haven't checked my mail in like three weeks." And I went to her mailbox, and I mean, it was it was wedged. I had to like get some butter out of the grocery bag and like rub it on the mail to pull it out because they just. The, at, at what point isn't there a point where the mailman is just like, I can't shove any more crap in here. I'm just gonna like you know, I'm just gonna keep all the rest of it back. And when you're ready to come get it, just let me know. I guess that's not it. They just they just try to utilize every piece of space. So I, I haul all this mail out and I take it up to my mother. I go, here are your groceries, here's your mail. And she's got her mask on and she's like, goodbye, I love you. And then I leave. And then she texts me like 20 minutes later and says, OMG, you just brought me my stimulus check for $1,200. And I was like, oh, yay. Uh, where's my cut? 855-765-1045. But like, like I said, you just, you kind of have to be, kind of have to be patient in these, um, in these situations. This is, uh, Talton in Jacksonville. Hi, Talton. How are you? Pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. What do you want to say, sir? Hey, man, uh, I just started listening to your show about three weeks ago, and uh, Talton, I'm sorry, we're having a really bad connection. You just sound, it just, you sound like a uh, like Static Man or something. So if you want to hang up and give us a buzz back, um, you know, maybe we get a better connection on our end. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Doug in Orange Park. What's up, Doug? Hey, I want to share a quick story with you from uh, Medieval Times that relates to what we're going through today. Oh, okay. Uh, there was uh, three brothers who saved a kingdom from destruction, and the king, who was very generous, brought them in one at a time and said, I'll give you anything you want up to half my kingdom. The oldest brother said, Put, give me a castle on the mountain so I can see approaching enemies. And the middle brother said, give me a castle on the beach so I can see approaching enemies by sea. And the youngest brother went in and asked the king, where did you give my two older brothers? And he told them I gave them each castles. And he said, tear down their two castles and I'll be happy. It seems like the Dems and Fucci and company want to tear down our economy to make them happy. Oh, yeah. they want, that's, a, that's a great comparison. That's exactly right. That's what's happening is you – and you, you bring up a great point. You bring Because here's basically how this has metamorphosized. Donald Trump came into the campaign, and he came in as a long-shot candidate that nobody thought had a chance. So they ignored him for a while. Then he started getting traction. And when the Republicans, because don't forget, his first foes were the Republicans. His first foes were people like Mitt Romney and John Kasich. And for a while there, even Ted Cruz, uh, until he came around. But you've got all these you've got all these Republicans. Glenn Beck was one of the notable ones that hated Donald Trump just as much as if not more than the Democrats. And they worked. They used their media power and their clout and their money to try to tear down Donald Trump. That didn't work. He got the nomination. Then it was the Democrats who hated him. They weren't going to let him steal Hillary Clinton's righteous throne and her crown. She was supposed to be president. So then they started tearing him out. It didn't work. He became president. They spent two, three years trying to get him ousted. They got the articles of impeachment. The Senate said, you people are ridiculous. He is our duly elected president. That didn't work. So if they can't destroy the man, now they're going to destroy his legacy. Unfortunately, the legacy is the United States of America. That's what they're trying to do here. You're absolutely right. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show. More whatever you want Wednesday next on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. Your girl Kaylee McEnany is on fire. It is amazing when she talks, how she controls the media and puts them and the Democrats in their place. There's something really special about her. She's genuine, has good intentions, and she's going places. Mark my words. Uh, th- that sounded like he wrote that out. Uh, that was so that was so well thought out. Uh, yeah, I like how he re- referred to her as my girl Kaylee McEnany. Like I had anything to do with it. <laughs> like I had anything to do with it. But she's great. She's the new White House press secretary. We interviewed her um, and met her. Hung out with her a little bit in in uh, Cincinnati when we went up, up there for the Trump rally back when we could go places. 
Pardon me. Back then, she was the um, press secretary for the campaign. But, you know, Donald Trump saw in her what I think everyone else is seeing in her. And it's exactly what that guy just said. And that's why you're seeing more White House press briefings from the press secretary, because, you know, not to knock the old one, but the new one definitely can hold her own. And she's had, a, I mean, a banner year. She just had a baby. She's been running around campaigning. Uh, she was she was pregnant on the campaign trail. I mean, and, and being pregnant at a Trump rally and trying to organize the press and keep everyone at bay, that takes, you know, that takes a lot of work. Uh, flying around on Air Force One. And now she gets to uh, stay in Washington and help with the um, help with the president. Uh, Jonathan on Facebook writes, she is hot. Yes, that's. That's, that's also okay. Thanks. Thanks for that. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. In fact, I think that's what my wife said. My wife said, who's this blonde you posted your, a picture of yourself with on Facebook? And I go, oh, press secretary of the United States of America, which is a great way. And if you ever get caught, like with like looking at pictures of women in bikinis or something on Instagram, fellas, just say just say it's someone in the government. Just say, oh, that's Trump's press secretary. Eight, five, five. It's believable, too, because he, he likes to hire Anyway, 855-765-1045. Mary in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Mary. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Doing really well. Happy whatever you want Wednesday. What do you want to talk about? Nancy Pelosi. Why would you want to talk about her? She's got to go. She's got to go. She's yeah. got to go sick. Um, she's cray-cray, for yeah, one. That's true. But, uh, here's the thing. Um, she has told all her govs. Stay closed. Keep that state closed, and you will be well rewarded. Mm. The uh, the thing about the thing about Nancy Pelosi, and I don't know where it's written in the Constitution. I have to go back and look because I really thought that for a U.S. House of Representatives, uh, a Congressperson, the minimum age was twenty five. I thought it was twenty five, but it seems to me like the majority of people in the House, in the Senate, even in the executive branch, or really the people vying for the executive branch are the oldest of the old. And Nancy Pelosi, what is she, just turned 80? Is that right? She just celebrated her 80th birthday, and she's still there, and she's the Speaker of the House? I don't understand this. I mean, there are, there are not in the Democratic Party, but there are tons of other younger people who could fill roles and bring new ideas, uh, you know, to the table and also don't have that crony network of, of, of George Soros bought and uh, paid for politicians that they have to kowtow to. It just, you know, and, and that's why she's there. I mean, we all know why she's there. She's not qualified. She barely does any work. All she does is the, the weekly press conference where she bashes the president. And then uh, and then she goes home and, and cracks open a bottle of Bombay. But the fact of the matter is that if we want this country to really change and if we want to protect America forever, we need to do with the other branches what we've done in the executive branch. Donald Trump came in, not a politician at all. Never won an election, ever ran for anything. He was never at never had any experience being, uh, you know, part of the the intro, the, the uh, public interest or whatever. Didn't sit on any committees, didn't have to trade their soul for a vote for some pork barrel, you know, uh, project for their for their district. None of that. He rolled in. He said, this is horrible. We're going to fix it. We're going to do it my way. And he got elected and he's going to get reelected. Now, now we really need to look at some of the other uh, branches, specifically the Senate and the House, and say, all right, you know what we need to do? We need to do there what we did in the executive. Find the people that are successful business leaders. Find the people that are successful, you know, thinkers. Find the people that are entrepreneurs. You know, Elon Musk, that guy has done more for the state of California and really this country than half of the elected politicians. Elon Musk made, gave his jobs back to his uh, his uh, factory workers at Tesla and said to hell with the government. If they come and arrest somebody, they're going to arrest me. They're going to leave you alone. He stood right in the face of of this government, you know, uh, dictatorship and said, you're not you're not doing this to my people. We're Americans. We're capital. That's what we need. We need more capitalists. I don't care if they're Democrats. I don't care if they're Republicans. I prefer they be Republicans, but I don't care if they're capitalists. We need them and we need them fast. And unfortunately, Pelosi's not going anywhere because she owns her district. Schiff's not going anywhere because California is the best thing we can do is let California declare its own, you know, its its independence from the United States of America or kick them out because then they can fend for themselves. You know, they could be a they could be a territory, 
But we don't need their their politics ruling the rest of us. You have you have Adam Schiff and you've got Nancy Pelosi, two very powerful politicians who speak for the other 49 states, 49 states of which 46 of them are nothing like California. Doesn't make any sense at all. 855-765-1045. Mary, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. This is Gary on the south side. Hi, Gary. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Mark? Oh. Love the show. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Two quick jokes that I think you like, and I want to make a serious comment about the Chinese. First one, um, pretty soon Joe Biden is going to be saying, you ought to listen to what the flower people say. You know how to spinal tap? Remember that? Anyway, you didn't get anyone. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. First, this is spinal tap reference I've heard in about 25 years. But uh, but yeah, better. Go ahead. What was the ne- what was the next thing you you wanted to say? You guys, you guys, you can take all the credit for it. You know it's my idea because you're talking about capitalism. So go for it. Make a Joe Biden scratch and sniff calendar because every woman deserves to be scratched and sniffed in her own right way. You know it's the American thing to do. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks so much. Thanks so much for calling. We uh, we probably should have let him go after the spinal tap reference. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Ryan in California. Speaking of the speaking of the devil, how you doing, Ryan? Oh, very good, Mark. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. What do you want to say, sir? So uh, I I know it's a bit late news, and but I just saw it. The video of AOC essentially claiming that the massive unemployment rate is the people's fault, and it just blew my mind <laughs> man it killed me yeah anything that she says or talk about it or? yeah yeah you know what that's we should probably pull that out that was that was a week ago wasn't it didn't she say that yeah i think it was the 28th is yeah when it was posted yeah it was, well we're gonna you know what that's that's something we never actually got to just because there's so much news and so little time but you have to really the thing about aoc is it gets to the point where if she said something intelligent it would actually be no, more newsworthy than if she said something like what she said uh, but, it, I mean, again, that that falls into the narrative that the government's the only way out. Um, you know, if you're a Democrat, if you're someone like if you're a socialist, really, which is where she falls in, in her category is socialist Democrat. Uh, she, she's right there with Bernie Sanders lockstep. And so her narrative is if you're unemployed, it's your own fault. But guess what? There's someone who can help you. The government just stay unemployed, vote for Democrats, and we will send you money, $1,200 every couple months to start. And then once you give us all the power, we'll take all the money from all the hardworking people and we'll give you $2,000 a month. And again, you can just sit home and do nothing. And if you can't afford a home on that, don't worry. You know what we'll do? We'll build some We'll build some Green New Deal economic housing. Now, it's going to be smaller than your housing and the walls aren't going to be quite as thin, but they'll all be, you know, the, they'll be energy efficient. You won't be able to run the utilities as much or as little as you like. We're going to control all of that and we're going to send your kids to government schools of course which we do now anyway um and then if you get sick we'll just send you to a government hospital and we'll take care of you and, th- and your two thousand dollars a month you're not even really going to need any more than that you're probably going to find that you have extra left over and we'll just keep doing that for as long as you keep voting for democrats that's basically the narrative she's so if you're unemployed it's your fault and the fault of this capitalist system that allows an employer when they're not making money uh, because of a government shutdown or any other reason to unjustly fire you and eliminate your job, the government can take care of that. 855-765-1045. We've got to take a quick break already. We've got traffic. Uh, oh, no, that's later. We've got to take a quick break. We've got more phone calls. I think we're getting some more open mic messages in here in just a minute, too. We're going to get to as many people as we can uh, for the remainder of whatever you want Wednesday. Stay tuned. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch The Mark K Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is The Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Is there going to be an international class lawsuit against Johnson & Johnson for their Lysol products? After all, they do advertise that they kill coronavirus. You know, here's the thing. I don't understand this Lysol company, and I don't understand Clorox, and I hope to God that they're not advertisers of the radio. Well, I don't know where this stuff is. Like, 
I mean, everybody else has been able to get products back on the shelves. There's paper towel, there's toilet paper, there's still meat. Sure, they're limiting the quantity, but why? Where is all the Lysol? I mean, it's basically like 90% water. I don't understand where I don't understand where it is. You can't find a spray bottle of Lysol. You can't find a Clorox wipe to save your life. And I know what they tell you. They tell you that they're all going to the frontline workers and they're all going to the nurses and the doctors and the hospitals. Okay, but we also know that the nurses and the doctors and hospitals aren't seeing the uptick in in, in or the surge in um, hospitalizations that everyone thought. In fact, the mayor's on here all the time saying we're still at only at 45% capacity, so if you need a hospital bed, you can get one. I would assume that somewhere in these hospitals all over the country, there are just, just like warehouses full of Clorox wipes and Lysol. And if you're trying to keep the coronavirus from spreading... Let's maybe not just send it all to the hospitals, but maybe we should send some out into the world so I can use Lysol on my backpack and my shoes or whatever and make sure that any coronavirus I pick up here at work is killed before I take it to, to the grocery store and vice versa. I mean, I feel like the more people in the country that have access to coronavirus killing uh, cleaning supplies, I feel like that would be I mean, is it me or does that not make more sense? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Did people really drink it all after Donald Trump said we should we should uh, see about putting disinfectant? Is that where it all went? I don't know. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Mike in Jacksonville. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good morning. Uh, I'm glad to be able to get through. I've been trying to get to you about two weeks. I got a story for here you won't even believe. Oh, all right. Well, let's let's try me. Okay. If anybody thinks you can't steal an election with mail-in ballots, I got a bridge here. I can sell them. A few years ago, we got seven candidates together, honest people, to run against the machine in our town. Okay? We, we put up a good battle. We were winning. And then, all of a sudden, they opened up the paper ballots, and now we lost five to one. Gee, how did that happen? Yeah. Anyway, what it was, they had the backroom politicians filling out ballots. Don't forget, they were the machine. They were in power. They had access to all the records, who votes, who don't vote, yeah. who's on the rolls that dead, is dead, and so on and so on. We lost the election. Unfortunately, it was a federal election. We called in the FBI. They rounded up three of them out of about a dozen. The rest got off scot-free. The three were convicted, put it in a federal prison, which was just a, a campus, you know. Uh, no, yeah, I know. It was like a, it was like a white-collar crime. I got it. Yeah. Right. And, okay, it didn't change the election any. They didn't take the election over. No, they yeah. didn't do anything, recount, anything else. These guys got out in a couple of years. And, and when they got out, they got the best political jobs in town, which they still hold till today. Yeah. And they're still going on as always. So if you think paper ballot is going to not can't be, you know, turned over in, in opposite of what it really is, you got another thought coming. No, Mike, Mike that's, a great, that. that's a great story, and that explains it perfectly, exactly how these people not only benefit politically, but through, but financially. I mean, it, think about this. If you run a political election scam, if you steal votes or create votes out of thin air, if you try to rob the American people of the election, what he described is exactly right. Sure, some people may be prosecuted. Some people may actually go to quote-unquote jail, but the election results won't be negated. They won't have a recount election. Whoever was elected will be elected, and they'll say, well, we'll make sure this doesn't happen again. But then what happens? Whoever's in power will commute sentences. They'll get their buddies out of prison. And like you said before, everyone, if the Democrats were able to steal an election with mail-in voting or any other system, the people that perpetrated it, they would be they would be the highest paid political operatives in the next election because they were the ones that got away with it. So you're 100 percent right there. Committing a crime is not bad uh, you know, for, in, in the DNC. It's when you commit a crime and get caught. That's the only problem. If you commit a crime and it's successful, you have a marketable skill. That's basically what they look for. 855-765-1045. This is uh, Denise in Tampa. Hi, Denise. How are you? Hi, Mark. Um, I really enjoy your show. I've learned so much. Thank oh, you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Denise, and thanks for listening. What do you want to say out there in Tampa? Um, I'm concerned about the bill that was introduced by Congressman Rush in Illinois, mm -hmm. the H.R. 6666. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. that. Um, it's basically the surveillance bill. And 
I'm looking for Trump to like denounce it to say that, you know, we're standing against this because um, on Russia's website, he says it's a bipartisan bill, which concerns me because of the things that it sort of outlines um, coming to people's homes and testing them or vaccinating them or whatever needs doing. Like it's very left open what their scope is. So I could just see how that could go haywire. Yeah, basically, for those people who don't understand what she's talking about, it's about contact tracing. And, and what that means is, let's say, for example, that here at the radio station, uh, the other Josh gets coronavirus. And he goes out and he gets tested and they put him in the Mayo Clinic or whatever. They say, all right, we're going to keep you quarantined. You've got the coronavirus. Uh, who have you been in contact with? Well, the other Josh is going to say, well, there's my wife and my kids. This guy, Mark K., who hosts the very popular and award-winning Mark K. show. Perhaps you've heard of him. And then all of a sudden... I'm sitting at home chilling with my kids. I get a knock on my door, and then they go, can I, I go, can I help you? And it's the feds, and they say, are you Mark K? And I say, yeah. And they put on, they put like a, a plastic uh, bubble over my head. They wrap me in some kind of like, you know, uh, massive plastic, you know, like saran wrap. They throw me in an ambulance and haul me away to a medical center where I am forced to sit in quarantine for 14 days because I worked next to the other Josh who had the coronavirus. Now, keep in mind, I may not have the coronavirus. I may be asymptomatic. doesn't matter. This is the kind of government control that you're going to start seeing from these bills. It's very similar to what happened in China, only there they don't have democratically elected leaders. Do we really want to be emulating that? Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Got to take a break. Sorry, we'll be back with more of your phone calls next on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Man, we ran really long in that last segment. I was just really enjoying listening to myself. <laughs> I just kept talking and going, wow, this is really uh, this is really informative. No wonder, no wonder there's all these people that love the show. 855-765. I'm just kidding. I don't know why you people are here. Um, 855-765-1045. It is whatever you want Wednesday, and uh, we do have a few more minutes to squeeze in. Gosh, so many phone calls. Don is in Jacksonville. Hi, Don. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Oh, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for what you do. Oh, absolutely. The way that we can that we can beat the media is to reverse the DMCA. Digital Millennium Copyright Act, that's what allows the giant tech companies to get away with censorship. Uh, they are using the loophole in the Digital Millennium Copyright Act to say that they are safe harbors and that they are not managing and publishers. If you are a publisher, then that means that you are subject to copyright and laws and all that kind of stuff, and they could be sued by everybody. So right. They're, ba- they're saying they're a platform is what they're saying. That they're not, exactly. yeah, um, and that you know what that is. I don't know the the digital. This was a Clinton era thing, and the real reason they opened this up was because artists felt like people were ripping off their photos and their music. It was it was like a Napster issue, um, and they wanted to make sure that just because something was on the internet, whoever created it wasn't losing out on revenue. Um, and that's why you know if you have a blog post or something like that, you can't just post any picture out there. You have to own the image, and the owner can then come after you for you know illegally you know ripping them off or or um, you know pirating really. I mean, if you take music, and it happens to us all the time because we broadcast on YouTube every single day. And if I play music, if I play a song by you know well, like Leonard Skinner, for example. They'll flag me with a copyright violation and they'll let the uh, whoever owns the music know, hey, this guy republished or pirated your music without your knowledge. And then they'll either take down the video or take up the music. I mean, that's that's where all of this comes from. It's it's protecting the artist. Um, but, yeah, that loophole there is is it's interesting because when you think about it and again, I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. But if you think about it, something like Facebook, for example, and for the thousands of you watching us on Facebook right now. Facebook is not creating this content. If I hold up a picture, if I play a song, that isn't really Facebook's fault. It's not their problem. They are allowing me to broadcast. It's like it's like the UPS company, right? Think about Facebook as the UPS truck. If I take, uh, I don't know, a bomb and I put it in a box and I put it on the UPS truck and it gets delivered somewhere, UPS just delivered the bomb. They didn't make it and put it in the box and send it to somebody. I did all of that. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the, the imagery there. I, the problem I think with a lot of these, these companies, these, um, these social media companies is that you're starting to see that not only are they monopolies, 
but they don't even try to hide the fact that they're monopolies. In fact, many of them actually flaunt the fact that they're monopolies, the worst of which is Twitter. I'm going to be honest with you. I know a lot of people are not Facebook fans. I know a lot of people feel like they're getting silenced by Facebook, and a lot of people are, rightly. That, that is 100% true. However, I feel that the worst of the worst is Twitter. Because Twitter will just deplatform somebody. They'll take away their account. They'll delete all their followers. They'll do it to Republicans and conservatives 99% of the time uh, and maybe do it to, to Democrats once or twice. But every single major political um, you know, celebrity who's been taken off of Twitter has been a Republican or even a Republican, uh, you know, politician. There's a, a woman running in for Congress in Florida and she was deplatformed by Twitter. You know, but you've got you've got every single day on Twitter Democrats that are sending threats out to Donald Trump and and to his family and to Melania and threatening you know uh, everybody you know Ben Shapiro and I get him too. People say the worst things on Twitter to each other, but if they're Democrats attacking Republicans, it doesn't seem to matter. Now Twitter's even going so far as they're introducing a new tool. Get this, they're introducing the offensive speech tool. And what happens is, let's say, for example, the other Josh tweets something like, golly, the Mark K show today was really annoying. I can't believe I had to suffer through two hours of that crap. And I see that he tweeted that because he used my handle. And let's say I go to respond and I say, oh, yeah, the other Josh? Well, you are a blankety blank blankhead, okay? Twitter, before I post that, will pop up a little warning that says, warning, what you're about to tweet could be offensive to people. Are you sure you want to tweet it? They're now policing your speech beforehand, before you post something on Twitter. And that to me is is the it's pre-censorship, really. It's like before you even post something, taking it down because they disagree with it, that's censorship. Stopping you from ever posting it in the, in the first place, I mean, that's just, that's next level censorship. Eight, it's it's kind of like the uh, that movie Minority Report. Exactly. Yeah, where the, they, would, they would arrest you before the, you commit the crime because correct. they knew you were going to commit the crime. Because the empaths were saying, yeah, yeah. We, we knew, you thought about killing your wife. You're going to jail. We're getting closer and closer to this future. Yeah, by the way, uh, you're fired for that tweet that you didn't send. Oh. 8557, but I thought you might. 855 <laughs> Quick break. More of the market. Oh, wait. No, we have three more minutes. Sorry. 855 1045. Just trying to keep, keep Scott on his toes. This is Tim <laughs> from Kingsland, Georgia. Wait, we got to go. No, we're back. Uh, what's up, Tim? Hey, uh, I, got, I got a question. Yeah. If I'm not, if I don't have a COVID virus, no symptoms, I go down and get a test, it comes back negative, then I go out and go to grocery shopping and I catch it, what the hell good is the test? Uh, what do you And when they swab me, don't they collect my DNA? Well, yeah. I mean, they swab you to get, they get your DNA and they get all your juices and stuff and that's how they figure out if you have it or not. Listen, you're right because if you go and you get tested, um, and you're negative, and then you could literally, you could literally, while you're driving home, stop somewhere and get the coronavirus, and then you'd have to get, you'd have to get tested again. But what they're doing, the the reason they want to test so many people is not necessarily to find out who has it, but find out the percentage of people that have it. So if we have a low percentage, like for example here in Duval County, of all the people tested, something like 1.8 percent come back positive, and the national average is six or seven percent. So we are not. And I tell my wife this all the time. She's like, is it okay to go out? I go, look, Duval County, one of the safest places in the world for coronavirus, because we are well below the national limit of people that actually have it. So it's a way to figure out kind of like to extrapolate, okay, if we test 100,000 people, or if we test, let's say, 100 people, because I'm not good at math, and, and two of them actually have it, and 98 of the tests come back negative, then we know that 2% of our population has coronavirus. Well, that means we can probably open up some stuff. We can open up some nail salons. We can open up some barber shops. We can open up some some burrito joints. You know, we can maybe let people go to the beach and do more than just run and fish and whatever else they were doing. That's why they want to get people tested. Now, you could, like you said, turn around and get the coronavirus on your way home or the next day. But if you're in a place like Duval County, again, that's highly unlikely because very few people here have it. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Michelle in Pennsylvania. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, Michelle. What did you want to say? Well, I wanted to ask your advice on something. How do I mean, I have a political science degree, but I think I'm a little bit above average on on the knowledge. But how does the average American 
fight back the tyranny of the governors. You know, I had to come to Pennsylvania to help my mother with a brain tumor, and I'm from Texas. Yeah. And the weather here is different, so I can't go and get me a sweater at you, the Walmart. So yeah. how, do, how do you fight against that? You're like, uh, Pennsylvania, you got a real problem. Um, you have a real problem there. And, in fact, there was a guy named Danny DeVito. He's an Allegheny yeah. County. He's a Republican, not the short guy who makes the movies. He's right. he's a right. uh, he's a Republican candidate for I want to say Congress, but he's his name's Danny DeVito, and he sued and went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn Governor Wolf, who again is is right up there with. I mean, this guy's like a this guy's totally a dictator uh, because of his I mean, Governor it, Wolf. He he basically says if you don't do the businesses, if you don't listen to me, you will not get insurance and your license will be suspended. Correct, and he's and there's a lot of people that are trying to get him thrown out of office, impeached. Like I said, they took it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court refused to hear it, which I'm not happy about. I think the Supreme Court should have heard it because I think a lot of people in a lot of different states are being affected by similar orders. But this Governor Wolf, he's not he's not making friends. He's not doing himself any favors. And he's got to realize that this elections have consequences. And Donald Trump won the state of Pennsylvania. And if this guy, a Democrat, is going to keep everybody at home thinking that it's going to keep them from voting for Donald Trump again, he's got another thing coming because people, well, people know, people know the name of their governor and the only person they may hate more than their, than their national politician is their local politician. Uh, 855-765-1045. Okay. Now we have to take a break, but we will come back in just a minute. More of your phone calls on the way where we're, we're wrapping up whatever you want Wednesday next on the Mark K show. Stay tuned. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Where are we? Oh, uh, I what? told you that was going to happen. <laughs> I told you right. that was going to happen. 855-765. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we're getting too much going through our head. We're talking about Sriracha Sauce. The show's almost over, which I can't believe. Whatever you want Wednesday is literally my favorite day, and it goes the fastest. It really flies by. It really, because there's zero, Thursday almost. there's zero prep to the show, because, so oh, yeah. really, this show, I mean, most days we prep for like an hour, cumulatively, between like, yeah. like, like, like Josh preps for 45 minutes, I prep for 15, <laughs> uh, but we, you know, we do a little bit of prep, so the show actually seems longer, but whatever you want Wednesday, like, people, th people joke. If we could have visitors in here, which we can't because it's essential personnel only, we could show you that at 10 o'clock, we walk in here, uh, we turn everything on. 10.07, the show starts, we open up the phones, and yeah. we just talk. I slept in today. Did you really? Yeah, I slept till about 9.55 Perfect. a.m. It was That's great. great. Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. Let's go to uh, Wilson and Jax. Uh, Wilson, hey, thanks so much for calling. How are you? Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, Mark. Hey, hey how, Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I sure do. Uh, appreciate that. What did yeah. you want to say? Uh, well, okay, so look, some people in suits come to your door, mm -hmm. ask your name, ask who's asking. Next thing, no mail-in ballots can't happen. Yeah. Uh, if we can all, if we can all go shopping, and all these hoarders out here can, you know, scarf away all the paper towels and toilet paper and Lysol and hand sanitizer, everybody can get out and vote. Yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, the uh, testing, you know, the testing's like up in the air. Um, I say, you know, if people want to get tested, get it. Same thing with vaccinations. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Yeah. And this guy Fauci, I don't, I don't think he's that trustworthy. Look, here's it. Like, yeah, Wilson, about that guy. you bring up, you bring up, by the way, way to comment on like everything, single, thing, uh, single topic we had today in one call. I love that. He was keeping notes. Yeah, I love that you were able to get that out there. Listen, the one thing I want to pinpoint that you just said, if you want to get a test, get a test. If you don't, don't. If you want to get a vaccine, get a vaccine. If you don't, don't. That's the true basis of the, that's the problem with everything is there's no freedom of choice here. And that's the United States of America's, that's our number one thing is freedom. Freedom of choice, freedom of speech, freedom to assemble, freedom, uh, you know, right to bear arms, freedom to, to, of, of religion, all that stuff. We don't have any more freedoms. And if the yeah, mandatory vaccinations, that's not going to be a thing because that you can't put you can't force somebody to put something in their body or their kid's body that they don't want. Sure. There are people that are totally against vaccinations. There are people that get them. There are people that will never get a flu shot. There are people that get the flu shot every year. Doesn't matter. It's America. It's your gosh darn choice. 
And the government shouldn't be able to say you have to stay quiet or you have to stay shut or we're dragging you away because you may have known somebody who went to work with somebody who had the coronavirus and saw Ferris pass out at the 31 Flavors last night. That's not the world we live in. In fact, there was a story in the Washington Post this morning in Michigan, Michigan, which, again, is basically like living in North Korea these days with this Governor Whitmer. In Michigan, an armed militia helped a 77-year-old man reopen his barbershop because he was on the brink of bankruptcy. The Michigan Home Guard, they stood outside this guy's barbershop. His name's Carl Mankey. 77, he reopened his barbershop Monday morning. He did it against every order that Governor Whitmer had thrown down to stay home and to shutter your business. But he, he, he couldn't, he needed to go. He needed the money. And the armed militia stood guard at the door and said, if anybody comes, the cops, the feds, whoever, will keep them from coming in. Uh, because they're, you know, they're standing up for each other. This is just the beginning. Unless, of course, these states start to follow our lead. There's no armed militias standing outside of barbershops in Florida. Why? Barbershops are open. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. 855-765-1045. Got to go. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we've got some what the bleep and, uh, you know, whatever else is going on, we'll cover it for you. 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, Rush Limbaugh, all on the way. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.